0: who makes you uncomfortable. Every one of those faces reveal God. We have to remember our past and recount the things that God has done for us. And then that gives us faith to keep going to where he wants us to be. Hey guys, welcome back to the End Podcast. I'm Sam. And I'm Blaine. And today we are
1: joined by the most recent addition to the podcast family. <laughs> Put in the family and podcast She's family. has been
0: for a while. So is that true? Mom, thanks
1: for being in the studio <laughs> with us.
2: Thank you. You guys are already nuts.
1: <laughs> yeah. New York <laughs> Times bestselling author, Stacey Eldridge. There you go. International women's leader. We usually who's don't Who's not actually... trying
0: to actively destroy society. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, how are we already nuts, Mom?
2: You're just fun. I don't mean it by in a bad way.
0: Okay. Cause I've been trying to get like a poll going and like have other people weigh in on just how firm my grasp is on reality. <laughs> I think <laughs> it's I, like it's slipping. You should just ask me. Nope. Actually, I haven't asked you. You're, <laughs> you're the one person that doesn't get to weigh Tenuous in. Tenuous at best. Okay. But you said that she's the latest to join the podcasting world because mom is the host of my favorite new podcast.
1: And the origin story of our conversation today is one, sometimes guys ask us, where's your mom? I need more mothering in my life. <laughs> so a thanks, of times. thanks for chiming in, guys. Sometimes it's the first half of that. Where's your mom? Who lets you out of the house? <laughs> where's your mom? <laughs> <Unaccompanied> <laughs> <to go. laughs> Who's letting you make these decisions? Going to page her on the supermarket system. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one going… There is a new podcast and it is awesome and it is a fresh idea. I thought it'd be really fun to have a conversation about where it came from and why now and what it is about. So maybe we can just start with, where did this thing come from?
2: Oh, that's good. Um, You guys, I love being in here with you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for asking me. Okay. So the podcast name is captivated.
0: It's mm-hmm. it catchy. Was, isn't that? Sounds vaguely familiar. It sounds
2: vaguely familiar, but different enough.
0: Yes, it does. Right? I like it.
2: So, um, this wasn't my idea. I actually love being on the occasional podcast, but I never, you know, it wasn't a thing. I want to have my own podcast. It really wasn't a deal. But God put this idea on my heart this summer. And um like other things where he invites you to step out, it's it's this journey with him is like stepping into the next uncomfortable mm. thing. Mm. So this uncomfortable thing, I also got excited about because it, it is his idea and it is right in my wheelhouse of my my passion. Yes. So the purpose of the podcast or P words. Nice. Nice. Together, that's good. Um, is really to help prepare the bride in these days that we are living in to be rooted and grounded and more in love with Jesus hmm. than she ever has been before because we need it. And so, um, that's not a small task, I know, but the results aren't up to me. This is what's so good about having an idea. <laughs> yes. That's from God. It's like the pressure yes. is off. It's off. I don't need to, I don't need to know.
0: But this is interesting. So is this like a nice way of like testing if my idea is mine because I feel like the pressure of its results are all up to me. Can I work that the backwards way?
2: I think you could work it the backwards way and then open up your hands and give it away. Back to
1: your
2: uh, yeah. oh. <laughs> So you're not stuck.
1: So, <laughs> so let's all list an idea that Sam has had that we don't think is from God. <laughs> I'll go first. My, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. My gosh.
2: <laughs> so, uh, so talking a little bit about this podcast is really aligned with God's heart because the Holy Spirit loves to show off the sun right? It's his number one favorite thing is to go, look at Jesus. Look how amazing he is. And this is the deal. The more we see him as he really is, the more we get the religious drapings off, um, the list of do's and don'ts off, then um, the more we love him. Mm. It's just a natural thing. The more you know him, the more you love him. And the more you love him, the more your heart expands to become his, and you're less thrown by the things that come your way in these mysterious days that we are living in. It's always been hard. Life has always been actually pressed to the mat, basically, throughout history. And we are living in historical times that no one has walked in before. I also think... That we are living in the times where, well, obviously, the return of Jesus is getting nearer and nearer and nearer. So, better to know Him and be grounded in Him and be um, empowered by Him to live this life that we're called to live. That's why yeah. simple as that. Holy cow! <laughs> <laughs> Boom. It's also for women mostly, but men are invited to to listen in. So it's it's women guests. It's uh, women from our staff. It's me. And talking about things that particularly pertain to a woman's life. But um, those there's a ton of overlap there.
0: But that explains why Blaine's not been invited on as a guest yet.
2: Right. Yes. Unless you have a wig so. and you would lo- like, well, <sighs> hair, I have long hair. He does have long hair. Unless you have a
0: wig. Unless you've got long hair and you've done ballet. That's all it takes <laughs> to make you a woman. Yeah, shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> Just returned. <laughs> there is a
1: certain amount, I would say, of tiptoeing around… A reality that we can all pretty much sense and go, isn't life always like this? I think you can just ask your heart, and your heart knows that something unusual is going on. And that
2: <laughs> boy, I'll say. <sighs> but here's the cool thing as it gets darker, the light gets brighter. Mm. So um, terrible things happening in Afghanistan, right? We, our hearts are breaking for what's going on over there, and it is the second most large-growing church in the world. So, like,
1: what? What? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, I have a verse. This is from the Passion Translation, and I love this verse. It's Ephesians um, 1, verse 18. It says, I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling, the hope that is the wealth of God's glorious inheritance that he finds in us, his holy ones. And the 19, I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. Okay, how groovy is that, Mm. right? Yes, I can say yes and amen to that. And so that's actually the passion behind the podcast.
1: Mm. Yes. The strategy is intriguing. The passion is awesome. The strategy is— stories, and I think it's interesting simply to prospect around and go, that's not a given. You want to help people get their eyes on Jesus. You could teach about the nature of God. You could exegize the book of Ephesians. You could start a church.
2: Well, now, I couldn't. (laughs) Thank you, right? They're all options. But you're right. It's stories because we find God in the midst of our mess, in the midst of the mundane. And if he's not there, he's not anywhere. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: So, yes, stories of encountering him, stories of invasion of the kingdom, stories of how do you hold on to the truth that you're the beloved of God when— your electricity just got turned off mm. or you read the news and your heart broke or something happened to your children or you're longing for children and you don't have any. And just like he 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 has to come there. Yes. Yeah.
1: Mm. Okay, asterisk, being the beloved of God. That seems like a distinct point from seeing Jesus, but is a thing that I happen to know you have quite a bit of passion for and insight to riff more on why that's related?
2: Well, I think that in one of the key things in coming to know Jesus is you come to know his love and the revelation that it's personal, the revelation that he doesn't love you because it's kind of his job or, or he loves you because he just loves everybody, but the the revelation that, no, he personally Fashions you, he's he likes you, he knows your sense of humor, he, just the uniqueness that makes you you is what he loves. And that is actually what transforms your life. To know that he sees me. I was having dinner with a friend last night and they were sharing kind of kind of the ways that their life was, not just turning out the way they wanted, but the way they weren't turning out they way they wanted. Can't relate. Right? Uh, uh, We could all relate to it. So his his head was hung, looking down at his plate. And I was able to say, you know, God is not mad at you. He's not mad at you. Mm. And then the question was, how do you know? Well, because that's not his nature. And the and the more you get to know who he really is, then the more you can swim in the grace. And man, I need that. Mm. I want that. And I I taste it, and it makes such a big difference in my life and my daily experience. And then when it slips through my fingers like sand, that makes a big difference in how I experience my days too. So. Yes. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay. So you've done a handful of these. You're just getting rolling. Has there been a favorite moment or something that you're looking forward to in terms of like stories that you want to share, stories that you've shared? Yes,
2: and I, and I just say I really want to get better at it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it takes a while.
2: It does take a while. It's, oh.
0: Yeah. Speaking from the place of arriving and being really, really good at <laughs> you it. You guys
2: are really, really good at it. I look at back
0: it. on our first episodes and I just hear all of the pauses, all of like the awkward. It's like playing ping pong, but you think that you can let the ball hit the ground in between every uh, rally.
2: Well, this is That's good for me to That's not a ping pong rule. This <laughs> is really good for me rule. to hear because… I don't hear that when I listen to no, your yeah. podcast. Oh, I totally hear it. So, so that's that's hopeful.
0: Mom is half our listens. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that is true.
2: And I, and I listen many, many times. Exactly. I Just can't. keep on repeat. <laughs> Just
0: get those listens up.
2: But to answer your question, um, I I got to do a podcast a couple days ago with a woman who is a pediatrician and also co-pastor with her husband in a church in Georgia and I could just lob the questions over the plate. Mm. You know, like, how did you find your calling, you know? Mm-hmm. She'd just go. And yes. so that was pretty fabulous. One, things weren't up to me to pull them out. But just to discover people who—just this wealth, this knowledge, this history with God. And and not that unlike ours. Mm. was really—that was really fun.
0: Mm. That's awesome. Okay, so— you are in your early 60s. Yes. And you came to know Jesus in like the Jesus movement. Yeah,
2: I was 21.
0: Despite growing up in a Catholic household. So I'm assuming most of our like young men listeners probably haven't read Captivating.
2: Right, but you should. But they should. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Some and relevant information in there, <laughs> muchachos. <laughs> well, here's the question for you, and then I'll explain why. The question is, what have you seen— about people or yourself, that has you giving the very targeted message behind the Captivated podcast of what we really need is to be falling more in love with Jesus, because you're naming that in the context of our our pain and our grief and our longing. That tells me that there's there's a lot of experience about yourself and about other people over the last sixty plus years. And I'm curious are there are there moments along your story of Jesus movement and dad working at focus and writing captivating together and becoming myself and all of these pieces. Like what? There's a lot of different movements there. And I'm curious if there's specific ones you could look at and go, this is why I think people need to be more in love with Jesus. This is why I think we need to address the complexity of longing being unmet.
1: Great
2: question.
0: There's a lot there. A big question.
2: Well, and the answer is absolutely. Um, You guys know a lot of my story, and it's not a pretty story. There's a lot of pain and a lot of trauma in it. And so the core message to me that I carried in my life is that I had a deep disappointment, and ultimately, everyone will leave. And a failure. And I I had a track record. Like, I wasn't pulling this out of the air. You know, I know what I'll live with and under, and then also with uh, struggle with depression, I felt like I just had a heavy cloak on my back. And when you guys were young, there was one particular day when I was, let's just say, not a great mom, not a stellar you just had mom. one.
0: That's yeah. I've this this was that. a
2: highlighted day. Yeah, there was only one. That's good. Only one.
0: <laughs> Me too.
2: Forgiveness covers a love covers a multitude <sighs> of sins. Mm. So on this day, this is one of those days when dad got home from work and I was on the front porch. Mm -hmm. You know, I said, tag, you're it. You know, and which was really better for everyone that I left. So I went for this walk. And I remember this because this was a pivotal change in my life. I went for this walk. And um, just to get out of the house, just to breathe. And um, I was really struck by the beauty of the night. This clear Colorado night the stars in the sky were just stunning and and i just stopped and began to compliment god on the great job he did you know well done you mm. this was a great idea and these stars are stunning and for the first time in my life i heard like in my spirit i could hear it, it wasn't my own voice i heard him say i'm glad you like it my darling
1: mm.
2: okay so what So this threw me because, A, I don't know if this is okay that the God of the universe called me darling. That seems like I'm making stuff up. And second, I was not living well. I was not loving well. I was not being the woman or the mother or the anything that I wanted to be. And Mm. he called me darling in that place. Mm. So that night, you know, when I do come home and go to bed and I reached for the Bible and just opened it up, just— you know, just what? What do you have for me before I go to bed? And it opened up to Song of Songs, and he said, "How beautiful you are, my darling." Mm. Oh my gosh! Oh, oh! It just confirmed that it was real. Mm-hmm. And so this was the pivotal moment of even, even in my brokenness, even in my failings. It was. It, it introduced the possibility that I'm actually not defined. By my failings or by my history or trauma that I've endured or way I'm living well or the way I'm not, I'm defined by the love of God and how he sees me.
0: Mm. Whoa.
2: So that was pretty pivotal.
0: That's huge.
2: It is. Yeah.
0: Mm. And that was, you would have been mid-30s.
2: Yeah, mid-30s. So this is about 30 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And that that you know, I when I became a Christian, I was full in. You know, I jumped in with both feet. Yeah, real, real serious believer, and I loved God. But then there just came a season where I was like, "There's got to be more." Yes. Because you know, this list and looking a certain way, and dressing a certain way, and speaking a certain way, and I'm supposed to do this and what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um,
0: Had some of the uh, leftovers of the Catholic. Checking some boxes.
2: Yeah, but, man, the, you know, the church widespread is pretty filled with that stuff.
0: It is. Yeah, <sighs> for sure. So <laughs> <laughs> question. Let's be real here
1: for just yeah. a second. Yeah. I just be- don't yeah. go It's like those. the parade
2: of the perfect. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be in church, and the ones that would be be like this, you know. I went to women's Bible studies, and, and they actually went up front to teach us how to fold a fitted sheet. <laughs> I'm that like, happened. A different day. That happened. Different
0: I'm like, day and age. My, my God, like, how <laughs> you that? would think so. Yeah,
2: you would, we would think, think it was so. a Which different
0: day and age. Is that happening nowadays? Of course, it's I'm, happening now. Yeah,
2: and I, I'm like, how, what? You roll it into a ball, you shove it into the closet, it's done. Like.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say you shove it in your husband's face and you tell him to leave you alone. <laughs>
2: well, that would be a bad
0: day. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. So where you have this passionate falling in love, or
2: Reciprocal, reciprocal love. Reciprocal. Like, oh, no, no, no. But I'm thinking, it, it I'm thinking of yeah? before when you like Oh.
0: And then there's that pivotal moment that is what I would consider like the reciprocal, like, oh, I'm delighted in even in this yes. space. Yes. That's been super easy to live in every day?
2: <laughs> <laughs> um yes. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool.
0: <laughs> I guess I'm just doing it wrong. Wow.
2: <laughs> every day. Yeah. Okay. All right. Should we jump to the present? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I do' Take us have a, where you want to go, I do have a track record with him. He has a track record with me. We all I'd, have a
0: track record with something,
2: yeah, because that wasn't the only time that he's done that. Mm-hmm. And um, so we'll bring it to this week, okay. Um okay. I have another verse because this is how he came to me. So I'm reading something. Where's that verse? Oh, Romans 8.28. Who doesn't love Romans 8.28? So we are convinced. Okay, and this is the passion translation. Whatever you think of that, this is the
0: passage interpretation. This
2: is the passage interpretation, way better to describe it. So so we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together for good. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his designed purpose. So, you know how sometimes you read a verse and it actually, you go, it hits you and you go, it makes sense to you. Like mm. a veil gets pulled back and you go, it just sinks in deeper. Mm. So, I, I had one of those and I had to read it over and over again because I mean, say what? Every detail of our lives. And, and.
0: Why can't it say like most details? <laughs> I, I know. Because that I would did, be more believable.
2: I know some of the details.
0: <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah. A couple. Uh, intrinsic truths about you. Had you had some moments, yes. right? <laughs> <laughs> the rest will ignore.
2: <laughs> no, it doesn't say that. I mean, it's, you know, he he works all things together for the good mm. in the NIV. And um and it really struck me and I was sitting in it and then later that day, it was one of those things, I forget even now how he brought it to me, but he did it again. The same exact verse, the same exact interpretation, and you know how he does that? It's like, oh, you didn't get it that time, and I give it to you this time. All things, and and again, I don't know. Maybe I'm more of a mess than most people, but I <laughs> I, I need him to come. So
0: You're back to my poll, right? You know, back to my like, I'm trying to gauge because yes. I don't know how good I am at gauging myself. But you know, keep going.
2: He came. In the middle of a couple of weeks when, and I, I have a good life, I do, but I just want to run away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've been spending some time looking at houses in Ireland.
0: Yes. yes. Oh, yes.
2: Uh-huh. and. and <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad for your not. So, Bland,
0: you know the story? I call mom. Yeah, I know. Sophomore year of college. What
1: happened, Sam?
0: And I was looking up one-way plane tickets to Dublin. And I was like, F this. I'm out of here. This is the worst. <sighs> and I was like, well, before I click buy LAX to Dublin, I might as well call mom or dad. Mom, I think you answered the home phone. Yeah. And I said, I'm looking up one-way plane tickets. Just want you to know. And you had the best reaction which I, I maybe I wasn't aware of your tendency to do this yet, but you said, oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and then you were like, oh, you can't run away because I can't run away. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, good deal.
2: Yeah, I think I had I had the uh, flights up to Rome at that point. Oh, That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But now it's it's Ireland.
0: Cottages <laughs> in
2: Ireland. Oh, come on. Yeah. Ugh. And then, and then, um, the other thing, Dad doesn't know about this yet, because I'm not sure I'm not going to do it this second.
0: Part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect. Is well, he doesn't listen to this podcast, so you'll be fine. <laughs> your secret's safe All right, with secret's us.
2: Safe. So I grew up in Prairie Village, Kansas. And the first almost 10 years of my life, I have commemorated in my memory as idyllic, right? Mm-hmm. It's not true, but still, it's like, oh, you know, childhood, I want, I want to go back.
0: Yeah. Wait, just give me like five snapshots of why it's idyllic. Like um, the neighborhoods, oh, the smells. It the- was a
2: neighborhood without fences. Mm-hmm. And there was all these children, and so it was the running to and fro. It was um, we literally put on plays for our parents. Yes, we. Um, there was know,
0: always an ice cream truck pulling up the street. <laughs> it sure seemed like it. Uncle Sam was still like you know. straightforward. Yes, let her tell the story, Sam. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> I, just, I just want to. Know all how right, much two of this minutes.
2: I, I like the weather. You know, I I I I like. Tornadoes. So tornado warnings were were awesome. And then I remember this <laughs>
0: <laughs> did not expect that.
2: First, first time that I was ever wooed by God with the wind. I love the wind. I love it. And mm. and I remember the first time because I was gonna go on my bike and I'm outside and this warm wind comes. And also by the fourth grade, I won everything. <laughs> I just did. Okay. I won taking the little Class guinea pig home for the weekend. Oh. I won the cakewalk. Oh. I won citizen of the year. What I did? <gasps> wow! Yeah. It was just it was just favor. Like, yes. You know, it felt it felt safe. Mm. My family perhaps wasn't so safe, but there were teachers that cared for me. There was other neighbors that cared. It was just a, a broad foundation.
0: Mm. So does dad not know that you are investing in a time machine or in a home back in? I the- dream
2: of going. I have a lot of dreams yeah. where I'm I'm going back. So I looked it up. It's eight hours away. Mm-hmm. I made reservations at a restaurant for dinner. I looked up where I could stay, yeah. figured out the days. And then oh, you guys.
0: <laughs> you're like, John, I'll be back on Sunday.
2: Watch the
1: dogs.
0: <laughs> <I'm> di- <laughs> Stop interrupting. <laughs> I'm not interrupting. <laughs>
2: So what where God is coming for me is that I have such an ache for home. Mm-hmm. So yes, I want to go back and I want to walk around the neighborhood and I'm going to cry because I know that, you know, my dad's not going to be there and I'm my innocent self isn't going to be there. But you know, maybe, maybe I could smell it, maybe I could um encounter what I encountered there. So I'm not even saying that I'm not going, but where God is coming is that I have an Eden heart. Mm. I am made for a world that I don't live in. And I am, I am made for a beauty that I don't experience and a safety and all of that. And, um, so in the midst of longing and ache that, that frankly is not being satiated, in the, in the midst of that, to sense that God is not saying, "You just want to run away, you weakling," mm. but He's saying, um, "Yeah, you you do long for home. It's coming. Mm. Maybe you get to drive to Prairie Village, Kansas. Maybe you don't. If you go, I'm going to go with you, but." Um,
1: Anyway, that's correct. That's yeah. what's going on. Wow. I want to know
0: one of your stories, Sam. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm, I'm I'm struck by just how similar that sounds to like my search for Chinese food. <gasps> and there's part of me where it's like, I'm like, do it. Go. Go back. But be aware of what you're going to be able to get. Right? Like if you're able to go back with the… Kindness to say it's okay to those places that you have these longings and you're not dumb for wanting them. Yes. You're not able to go back in time. You're not able to fully fly out of the now. Right. But there may be a lot of tears that even still haven't been shed to like go back and, and I'm like, yeah, great, go. Yeah. I'll let, I'll, we'll let dad know that you've taken off right after this podcast <laughs> and when he wonders where you are tonight for dinner.
2: So I was, I was talking to a friend about this yesterday, um, different friend, wasn't at dinner with me. Amanda Jolman, Sam's wife. Yeah. And um, I told her about my day and I said, I woke up so hungry. And she was so moved by that that she went home and wrote a poem. So can mm. I, can I read this? Yeah. Yes. I woke up hungry. Embroidered silk curtains made a soft shh in the breeze. Ripening blueberries waited in the garden for a pie. Unfurling, dewy-winged butterflies rested on trees out front. Feathery clouds tickled the side of the peak. It was all waiting for me. Irregular moth holes in curtains. Cracked oven part urgent emails need attention inside dog chewed hiking shoes. I remain starved oof mm. I thought it was beautiful mm-hmm. and and then and then what
0: right? Oh, yeah, the longing that those first few lines stir like I'm imagining my children I'm imagining like the summers I'm trying to give them. Yes. Where they, have full permission to go back and pick any of the raspberries in the raspberry bush. And they always end up picking them way before they're ripe because they're <laughs> like, this one looks slightly pink, Dad. And I'm like, just wait like two days. And, you know, the, the Finley the other day got stung by a wasp in the yard. and No.
2: and, and
0: Yeah. And, and when I saw her, she like, was sitting on her bed, and she showed me her finger, and she said, "I, I wish that you were here because you would have cuddled me." Oh, oh and it was like, "Yeah, well, I can yeah, cuddle you, you now," have. and, oh. and gets like hold her and and go like that's what I'm hearing in the first few lines of Amanda's poem. Yeah. There, it's yeah. like there's enough. It's for you. All is well. There's things to look forward to, and then the jarring reality of what feels like my experience of adulthood of like emails, things not quite right, things needing attention, things pulling, and that is all too familiar and triggers that starved place in me as well. So can we stay in the first half of that poem? Can we, Where is and that? Can,
2: I want to go back to what you were describing for your children and for Finley. And I am guessing that some of your listeners that that evokes an ache in them.
0: Mm-hmm. Strangely enough, it evokes an ache in me.
2: Yeah, me too. Me too. And I think like to tune into that, allow it rather than run from it, there's actually goodness to be had there.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm Yeah.
1: I'm circling back around to the idea for your podcast itself, which is I do experience the intensity of the Eden longing and the Mm -hmm. desire and the home desire that you're talking about. And then you add in living in a difficult and a significant time and this need to experience God in the longing, to be covered, to be addressed, to be reminded of what Jesus is like and to have that actually meet rather than, as you said, Quell, dismiss, rebuke some of the desires of your heart. There is relief to be had in remembering what he's like and having him come around again in the unique way that he does. And like hearing your walk thing, because I did did want to ask you, Sam, was to go, it makes me want to tell some of those stories. It makes them come up and go... On your list of being addressed by God, being surprised to encounter God, what are or what is one of the top of mind stories in that category?
0: Mm, yeah, thanks. Uh huh. Thank you for that. <laughs> I feel you asking me that question, Blaine. I'm just like real time react. There's part of me that goes, I don't know. I don't. I don't know that I have an answer for that right now. And I don't know that I've been listening for one. Um, I feel like I have been experiencing a lot of my emotions and longings, and the fathering or mothering of God through my children and through mm-hmm. like things with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like sometimes I feel bad for Susie, where I will like hardcore pump the brakes on productivity. And, and not be productive and that sometimes has been causing a little bit of uh, too much of carrying on Susie's part because I come home and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing anything. Right. I am here to play with the kids. I am here to take them out of the house and go for a walk. I'm here like I'm aware that the pool has two more days like this coming weekend and that's it. And summer's oh done. Gosh. But Saturday, we've got a wedding into I'm hoping some people move into back into town. We're hosting somebody for dinner that night. So like Saturday is like just a thing. And then Sunday is this church outing drive. And I'm like, I'm looking at it going, oh, like, okay. There's good things in there. The kids are going to be happy. But actually I'm experiencing a lot of grief Mm. going – I don't want to get back from all of that and go like, and now we got to do this thing and this thing and blah, blah, blah. And like, sorry, kids, the pool's closed. I mean, miss the last weekend. And I hope you had a good weekend. It's going to be open again next year. Think about all the good times we had. Like that's that's what I want to do to like excuse myself from their constant. And I, I don't know how they're so indefatigable in their like, Requests for more life and requests for more joy and more good things. I think somewhere along the way we learn that like those don't get met, and so we stop asking for them. But they're not there yet, and I feel this need to like push that off as far as I can. Whenever, whenever that moment comes, it feels inevitable to my like jaded self. We just stop asking for good things. But I'm like, no, I'm <laughs> I'm getting there. Sunday afternoon, like, I know we're going to need to make dinner, but you know we're going to need to be productive, and like, screw it. No, I'm taking you to this thing that you love, and we're going to do this
2: thing. Yeah.
0: I'm aware I have not been allowing myself to feel grief for a while. Yeah. And it's been building. Yeah. I don't know that I could tell you, like, why or what? Because oh, it expresses itself as anger and frustration. Because those are easy and they yeah. feel good. They mm-hmm. feel hot. They burn mm-hmm. hot. So thank you. I need to talk actually like <laughs> it's been a while since tears have actually rolled down my cheeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like I I just I don't even know where all of that is coming from. I don't even know where. Like why it's so triggering for me other than I I know the longing. I know the longing that we're describing and sometimes it feels overwhelming. Yeah. And there's a part of me where it's like <laughs> F adulthood because adulthood is getting on to the next oil change mm. and I'm going to miss not only like my children but also myself and God with this pace of I oh, now the dog chewed the hiking boots and I gotta go get a new pair and the brand new dishwasher is ripping out its L brackets and is slowly getting inches further oh, into the new cabinets and there's this deep gash in the floor that we just paid to polish and sand from where Jeez. one of the high chairs got dragged and it's like I think I experienced grief. And it's like, wow, another year.. another summer.
2: Endings really slay me, Sam.
0: They totally do. So when you ask Blaine the question of what's this recent story where I'm experiencing intimacy, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm experiencing grief, which is a helpful sometimes doorway into where Jesus might want to meet. But I'm armed. He's welcome to come at me, but I've got a chainsaw.
2: Yeah, right? That's what it feels like. Yeah, but the holiness of tears, and that's so risky because, I don't know, I hit times when I feel like if I'm going to cry, if I'm going to feel this, I'm I'm never going to stop or it's going to bury me, and there are things to be done. There are things required. So mercy, just mercy on your soul, mercy on everyone. Like, this is where we live now. Oh, to have Jesus invade our sorrow and get underneath. Because that's, that's where we need him in the real.
1: Yeah. I'm really, I'm grateful for your ability to do this. And to actually show up, sink into the reality of, not just what this time feels like, but add the young kids, add the summer, add all of these things, add the home longing, and into like, hey, where's God showing up? To be like, (laughs) that, to seriously address that question, I think for most people would be like, let me think, where is my heart? Oh my gosh, like a slope into tears, hopefully. And I was also thinking of how I was hoping that you would have a story too because I forget. Like you talked about the walk to Binion Valley Park, presumably. And went, okay, so yeah, what are some of my treasured times with Jesus? And they can be really hard to remember, I think, for me uh, and access. And as I was roving around and going, uh, what? What is he like? What is his desire like? Actually, a story did pop up of his insistence relating to grief especially. And it seemed apropos. So it's Mm post-college. I am all about to be engaged to Emily. And one day while I'm at work, the window's broken on my car, and all of my dad's climbing gear is stolen. and. Climbing gear is expensive, but I could not figure out why I was so emotionally distraught. It was like, oh man, too bad. But then something was just not okay. And realizing later, oh, well, in the season, that felt like even as I was moving into something exciting, marriage. That I was moving away from and becoming uh, irreversibly distant from the teenage years, from the younger years, from dad to climb like things that were hard to put. Really, leaving the safety of the of dad's household out into you're going to do this thing, all getting kind of represented in. Here's the climbing rack that you've taken with dad to Joshua Tree on two different spring breaks and to Moab and up the Prow and Kit Carson Peak and it getting stolen. I was just devastated. So I went on this motorcycle ride that evening, and there was a place where there's this, there was this road that went up this mountain into this gated community that if you're on a motorcycle— You could drive across the sidewalk, which was not gated, and then get back on the road Mm -hmm. and go up and do. So I don't know what the plan is, but it's like go up and up and up and stop at the top of this mountain where there's a radio tower and nothing else and park the bike, think, I'm going to go sit in the woods and have time with God. So I sit down under this tree and almost immediately a FedEx truck pulls up next to the motorcycle, and stops. Actually, it was UPS. It was Brown. And I'm like, oh, this guy's going to think I'm so weird. Like, I'm in the woods. I'll just wait. And the guy gets out, walks a lap around the motorcycle, and then crosses his arms and leans against his truck, and it's very clear that he's going to wait to see who the owner of this motorcycle is. Oh, wow. And it was like, oh, well, maybe I'm in trouble. Maybe the deal. And I, like walk out of the woods, and this guy goes, 1972, huh? I'm like, yeah, 1972. And he goes, I see you're missing your tank panels, and I see you're missing your side panels. I'm like, yeah, I've just never had those on this bike. And he goes, I have side panels. Here's my phone number. Give me a call. And then gets in the truck and drives off. What? (laughs) It was like, ha, 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 laugh, laugh, laugh. Cry, 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 because the experience was like, I see you. Yeah. I see you. Tang. I know what this season means to you. I care about what happens to you. And I'm just, I'm attentive to where you are, all in a freaking UPS driver. It's the kind of thing that it was like, oh, yeah, that did happen. That is what you're like. I don't think I like thinking of it that often because I it actually resurfaces grief and a level of a depth to see Jesus there that I don't really want to go to. Mm-hmm. But it is like, mm-hmm. yeah, but he is in the depths and it does not work. To you know, skate across the service and go, this story that was so crazy with God, and I was kinda, of, and then this great story, and then this great story, but to be like, okay. Well, the stories, they're not all that like dramatic right. UPS pulling up, but to go where he's pulled where he's shown up or been present to something and meant something have been times that have hurt or been intense. So there is a so. Buckle your seatbelt because you will be able to see Jesus. There are stories that show him and they do take you down to a level that makes me ask the question, man, do I want to go there to see Jesus? But if I want to, that's what's required.
2: That's good. I think sometimes it's called redemptive remembering and and to tell these stories, to remember Where we've been, and there's not, you know, it's not like we're just a couple are being shared, but it's not like there's a thousand. We can't, you know, you know, maybe it's in your the face of your child or when they, but to remember where we've been, to remember that God is faithful, to remember where we're going, and to go ahead and ache because He's He's in the longing. And the invitation is to let our hearts surface in his care. Yeah, guard your heart, but let him him surface. So to circle back around, that's why I started this podcast. To come alongside and and hopefully link arms with my sisters and my brothers too and remember together
0: Hmm. who
2: we are, who he is, what's the story that god is telling and to remember that that's actually that's actually the truest one